All right, Lisa, it's your turn. What am I doing oh, now? For God's sake, you're just like, you're like freaking Mark. What the hell? You're like Mark, how many yes. times have you had to do this? <laughs> what the hell is it's wrong with you two? Job. Do we have to like write it on your forehead? Jesus. God, Brian, will you straighten her out? Good Lord. This week on Three Sides of the Coin, we have the one, the only, Bruce Kulik joining us and talking all things asylum. Bruce Kulik on three sides of the coin. <laughs> nice. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Welcome to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. Just so Mark knows, we're now starting the show, Mark, okay? It's out of the box already. <laughs> he's so obsessed. He's so obsessed with the tacos and the puck drop that he just he can't, he can't think. He can't it's gather old. his thoughts properly. God, we we do this every week for like <laughs> 10 years, and Mark still doesn't know the process of the recording. <laughs> At least we got him here and his rooter's working. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we get to this week's incredible guest and very, very cool show, um, Sumter, any comments to read? Yeah, we've got a lot of love for this week's show, which is with Mr. Tom Shannon. And um, by the time you guys see this, it will be over. But his auction of that 45, the hotter than hell, let me go rock and roll 45 at the time is over $6,000. So way to go, Tom, even though you've had a couple of people who've tried to ruin it for you. Um, I heard those guys are dead, though. Yeah, I yeah, whatever. Uh, so uh, a lot of love for, for Tom. And I thought this was the one comment and, and a lot of great comments that really hit home with me. And this is from uh, David Andriana. He said, best part, Tom walking us through his visualization slash realization of his record pass packaging. Fascinating. And I agree. I think that every time we have Tom on, it is a fascinating discussion because we all learn something. Tom knows his stuff. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. He just knows what he's. And he's a about. nice, and he's a nice, honest man. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So, Mark, you wanted to do a quick shout out plug? Yes, guys. I've been mentioning it the last few weeks, and Tommy, please chime in here because you know a lot more about how this shit works than I do. Uh, coming up on the 6th of March, which I think when this airs, that'll be the following Saturday. Yeah, very close. Yeah, very close. Um, so, Tommy, please help me out on, on how people can get to Rock and Recovery, Music Heals, um, uh, Kisses, uh, well, he's not uh, Eric Singer's um, going to be involved with uh, yep. selling some stuff, and it's all going Great to us. Rock and Recovery. Okay, and, uh, so... Go ahead, Tom. All right. Okay. So Kyle and I do kiss auctions on occasion on this site called kiss live auctions and Kenny fucking Begley, who does a lot of stuff from Indianapolis. Who's friends with Keith. Hold on really quick. His name is always Kenny fucking Begley. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how we know him. KFB. <laughs> KFB. So KFB is kind enough and he has wonderful stuff. And he and Keith and Pat, PJ, um, will do these auctions. And this particular auction that Mark is referring to 
is going to a really good cause. The, the proceeds go to help out uh, Carl Cochran with his recovery. And so Eric has donated a lot of different items. They've done drumsticks and, and all these different things before. And now they've got a drum head. They've got a cowbell too, right? Huh? Did they put out a cowbell too? Yeah, there's a cowbell. There's all kinds of really cool yeah. stuff. And there's going to be more closer to the auction. That's, that's yeah. one of the reasons. You guys, you're going to be able to get some really, really, really unique unique stuff coming up here. And uh, Yes. And it all goes to a, a, a really good um, charity or cause, whatever you want to call it. But here's the part that Mark is asking me to help you with. It's KISS Live Auctions run by Peter Corey. Not that that's important, but you have to sign up. So when you go to Kiss Live Auctions on Facebook, nowhere else but Facebook, you have, to, you have to say, I want to join. They're going to have you answer some questions because they don't want the trolls in there. And they are like people. As, yeah, they're almost as strict, if not more strict, than we have been and Michael has with the Banhammer. They will not tolerate any bullshit. They are KISS fans of all eras. So if you come in there and you start acting, no, our people won't. If you come in there and start acting like a dick, you're gone. But you have to sign up and request membership. You can't show up on the 6th of March wanting to buy all this really cool stuff that Eric is offering and other band members. You'll never get in. So please, I'm begging you, go now. Go tonight. As soon as you're done watching this, just go on KISS Live Auctions on Facebook request that you want to become a member they will approve you and then you're in and so when when they do these live auctions whether it's me and kyle or kenny or uh bill bill bjornholm or uh peter corey or ed sandoval whoever it is a lot of great auctioneers you literally just tune into the webpage and the stuff starts so on saturdays and sundays they'll have three auctions in a day you'll see everything from 70s rare collectibles to new stuff and all of the stuff in between and you so know what please. you don't need and, and not everything costs a fortune you know no. you know i bought a bananas magazine for 30 bucks so it's not like you have to have all this exuberant amount of cash to buy anything and to participate no you know things from i've sold magazines yeah i've sold magazines for five bucks yeah so you, you know it, there's all kinds of stuff it, you don't have to be really wealthy to to afford these things now granted some of the stuff that's eric singer's stuff is going to call, go for more money but again it goes to a great charity it, it helps carl out please support this this is something that we're all passionate about we want to see a strong showing of, of three sides fans and come, mm -hmm. come to my auction with me and kyle you guys don't have to buy you just hang out with us we tell stupid stories we laugh a lot we talk about all four of us we talk about three sides and it's just I fun join. i join from time to time Yes, she does. The lovely Lisa shows up every once in a while. And she's friends now with um, a gal that I see all the time on her auction. Yes. yes. And so they've become friends. huh? With Sandy, yeah. Yeah, with Sandra. So those two get together and they have dinner and hang out. And they're going to go start going to shows together. So it's like Mark used to say, the KISS conventions were. Here's a great way for you guys to get involved and meet fans from around the world and just hang out. So please, kiss Lisa, live box. Lisa, question. Lee, are you listening? I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Have you and your new friend had a pillow fight yet? Not yet. Not but yet. Gonna, but, can, but can hopefully you auction, they'll make can you, out. Can you auction the pillows after you do that? 
<laughs> yeah, we'll video our ourselves hitting each other like a like a slumber party. No, I was going to say, put uh, a kiss pillowcase over it, have a pillow fight, and then auction the pillowcase. No, they should either play Twister or they should wrestle in jello. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wrestle in oil. <laughs> well, whatever. Me <laughs> before she does it with Sandra, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but it's totally cool because you can film everything, Brian. It's all good. <laughs> Brian will be there like, okay, hold on a minute. Oh, oh. Yeah, get a little closer. Twister, whatever. So, yeah, but the point is, all kidding aside, you know, now you've got Sandra and Lisa who become friends who live kind of relatively close together. Sandra's wonderful. All these people, Patty, all these people that tune into these auctions, we have the best time. We laugh for hours and tell stories and sell stuff and hang out. It's, it's a great, it's a great uh, kiss thing. So, there you go. And Bruce loves it, too. He's involved. Well, so speaking of Bruce Kulick, speaking this Bruce week's Kulick. guest is none other than Bruce Kulick. And he sits down and does something very cool. We show him a bunch of Tommy Sumter's photos from the Kiss Asylum tour that he took. And Bruce comments on these photos, really talks about the guitars he was playing, shares some incredibly cool behind the scenes stories of that tour of Gene, of Paul, of Eric. Um, you know, the stage set. And the stage, all of it, you know, the, the yellow lightning bolts. Um, really cool to just sit here and throw a bunch of photos at Bruce and just have him share some comments and memories. And you know, it's a bit- I love it. It's a bit surreal, like looking at these photos and then, Here's, here he is talking about that same time. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty It was simple. very cool. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. it was a pinch yourself moment as a KISS fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially to Tommy and I were at this show. Bruce is talking about the photos of the show that we were just a couple of young knucklehead KISS fans going, yeah. Yeah, if you told me this would happen, I would have never believed it. Yep. If you told me any of the stuff that's happened to us, since Amen. we started this little podcast, we would have never believed it, ever. Yep. And and we've already got plans to have a return engagement with some more photos that Tommy dug up. So mm -hmm. let it roll. Bruce Kulick, Kiss Asylum Tour. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hello, everybody. Um, today on Three Sides of the Coin, we are joined by Bruce Killick. He needs no other mention. What, what, did you forget his name? Yeah, she's going, who's that guy? What? What? <laughs> she I got speechless. He needs, no, he needs no introduction because he's that <laughs> awesome. And we are thrilled to have him on the show today. Thank well, you thank for you, joining Bruce. us, Bruce. Thank you so much. All right, thanks for the invitation. I'm a supporter. You guys know that. Yeah. So, so everybody knows what we're going to do today is we've been talking about uh, Tommy Sumter's amazing Kiss Asylum photos that he took in St. Paul back on January 21st, 1986. 
Um, we've been sharing them every day on our socials. Bruce, you just posted a video using many of those photos as well. We are going to show a bunch of those photos here mm -hmm. and we're going to just have Bruce comment on whatever okay. comes to mind. So whatever comes to mind, yep. let me, you got it. let me share my screen here. So we should all be able to see these photos. Can you guys all see the photo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. This is working well. Yeah. Yeah. That's looks good. I love that photo. I'm very familiar with them, of course, from the video that I recently and, and, you know, for, the, for everyone out there, uh, you know, everything on social media is not always shown the way the way Facebook works and everything. So so be be aware that the video is up on my YouTube channel. It's real easy. And it's called yeah. it was his his amazing photos were put to uh, all night. So that's kind of the title. of Yep. It. OK, so don't put in uh, Bruce Kulik, Tommy Summers photos, you know, but yeah. definitely put in uh, all night alive, 35 or all night Bruce Kulik. And it, and it should show. And and all those photos were taken by my friend, Michael Edwards, who helped me edit it. And we, you know, a lot of the fans know that I have some board tapes from my years. And those existed because I used to want to improve. I wanted to hear how the band was doing. So I would yep. actually say, um, you know, uh, let me let me get it from the sound guy. There was always a cassette machine that could record us. There's no crowd in it much, you know. But still, those board mixes are very, very um, effective in, in listening to what was happening with the performance and everything. So all night's way too fast, by the way. I didn't mention that in the video, but I got it in a lot of the comments. But the fun thing, once I just set it up by giving the credits of where the photos were taken and by whom and then who edited it together uh, was the fact that, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a throwback, a, a time machine. Uh, take a look at uh, what we were doing back then. And that tour was never pro shot in, in any entirety. There are some footage of it, which I shared in another Asylum video, the one that had the Who Won't Get Fooled Again. That had some pro shot footage, but there was no music in it. I had to like fake that along. But why? A lot of fans ask. Let's just go over that real quick. I, I know Gene was very uncomfortable with the look. And Paul, you know, really was was driving the 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 you know the boat driving the car heading heading all up and, and it just never came up it also that tour had a lot of um there were bits of disappointments at times with the attendance and as you guys are very well aware because you're all kiss authoritarians if that's a word i think so <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, now. all of you are clearly uh, aware that uh, things kept getting changed and sometimes it was because like the lightning bolts were insane but it was also um to save some money on tour uh the flooring was too slippery and they got rid of that that actually had like um one of the album uh, makeup album covers i believe right and yeah. very few shows with that but then we we're realizing we could fall on our ass with it gone and i i went to sweden in in 2016 and did a big uh that would have been like a 30th anniversary I did a, a did a nice expo there with my friend Alex, who's very uh, well um, uh, knowledgeable of this era, and he took he taught me things. So I'm kind of glad that I know more now than I did back then, because I was like, "Whoa, yeah, you're right. The stage changed like three times. Oh my god, you know." But for me, it was all a concert. I'm going to play my guitar no matter where you prop me up on. But there was all those uh, changes. And I think the tour in some ways was a disappointment for Gene and Paul. Hence uh, the idea of having a professional film crew really 
capture it probably just didn't fit the narrative of, of this of the tour you know so it's a shame unfortunately it is a great time capsule so yeah you know i was gonna say so we're looking at this first photo of you here and i think one of the things that comes to mind for me and just many fans is how vibrant and colorful the yes. asylum tour was i mean all of the lights the mm -hmm. giant logo the costumes what what do you what do you recall about that i mean again timelines everything so back in 1986 this yeah. wasn't this wasn't unheard of i mean a lot of people were getting very glammy lots of color right. everything else um but what what do, what do you think about this well certainly you know by the way can you share me i don't see me at all because uh, i don't want to glare this I can see it. It's being. It should be on the right side of the screen that everybody's. Uh, no, I only see you. I don't know why uh, Zoom's doing this, but uh, anyway, I don't want it to glare. But the asylum, which is this, the tour book, okay, is clearly um, this. I think really set the kind of mood for the coloring, and and of course um, there were um, designers uh, that were working with rock groups to do things that were. Uh, including a lot of a lot of these kind of colors and a lot of rhinestones and gems and 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 then the approach I think I don't know it, there was something pop culture wise that Paul was attracted to we went with it everyone knows that Ozzy was in a outfit that was pretty yeah. incredible yeah uh, also like a long long gown and everything and and honestly I I do feel that that um that was the, going to be the direction. And, you know, when Kiss does something, they do it to the fullest extent. Now, I wasn't involved with, like, who designed the stage. You know, Gene draws out a lot of that stuff. I think the lightning bolt kind of um, staircases was very cool. Being yellow obviously fits the, uh, the narrative of the tour book design. You got the yellow yeah. there. Uh, the Kiss sign for the first time, maybe not being just uh, the usual colors, which was, I guess, mostly just white right but big yeah. you know mm -hmm. changed and it became like almost like a christmas colors where it could you know be so many different colors um and then and then our clothing certainly there was a lot of attention to bright bright kind of patterns and and colorful uh rhinestones with paul leading the charge there as we know yeah. in that lime lime green which thankfully tommy you caught so well in that concert <laughs> now this picture I think, for, first of all, this is one of my favorites that you took. And obviously anything with me in it is one of my favorites. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it just coordinates with the uh, multi-swirl guitar, which is something I've talked about a lot in the last few years because I've had ESP guitars make me some replicas. And uh, the original now is in Sweden. They're fanatics about Asylum. And uh, I was able to get them to make them. And, and the idea of that guitar was also helped by Paul you know he he had an idea of rubbing out um uh the finish of like the main coat of the body and then and then getting these you know kind of like rivers of different colors that he uh, that we all discussed and decided and my multi-swirls are pretty incredible because they're they're very close although they're all unique because there's no way of doing that it's not a pattern you know it's just a a style and ESP adopted that for um the cult of personality guy uh 
uh, Vernon Reed also Vernon had it in different colors, though, right? So yeah. those guitars are great. They don't offer it really. I just sell. I you know I order small batches and they sell out in a day, which is really a lot of fun for me actually. But that guitar, you captured that one looking really good. The outfit, my my uh, kind of my stances rock. I look happy. I'm having sometimes you know in, with the emotion that I would give on stage, I'd make a kind of face that I go like, oh my god. What, what's going on there, you know, but that, that photo is a really excellent one, Tommy. And I love okay. that you captured all those colorful lights too in the background. So the composition of that one is perfect. And that I, I meant to ask you, Tommy, we never really had a conversation. We text and emailed back and forth. Did you have any training in photography? Zero. Wow. Well, you had a good instinct. You know, this was the fourth show that I ever took, took photos at. And they had a quality camera. Yeah, I borrowed my brother-in-law's. And okay. I and I I just I love taking pictures of you guys. This is right. Kiss was the only band I took pictures of back then. That was it. Yep. And I was I was lucky enough to to have a great seat, which was in the front yes. row. And yep. and I love Asylum. I love the record and I love yep. the tour. I thought it well, was considerably better than Asylum and a thousand percent better than Lick It Up. To me, Lick It Up was the low point in the band's career. Wait, you said it was, you loved Asylum, but it was better than, you mentioned Asylum. Anim, did you mean, you mean Animal? Oh, I animalized, I'm sorry, right, animalized. Right, okay. I, I thought you were on the right course going the right way. I mean, the colorful yep. stuff, I, whatever, but the live show was great. And if I remember correctly, in St. Paul, you guys had a really good showing there. You had yes. a amount of people who showed up for that show. Yeah. The, the, the problem wasn't, uh, nationwide but we get to certain markets and for whatever reason they might have been offended by the colors here you, you know what i mean i don't know yeah uh, but the next thing i know all i know is they these guys gene and paul you know they got they saw the climb you know and animalize was really well i i came in at the right time guys you know yeah. what i mean just, yeah i jump in heavens on fire is taking off in america we just came back from six weeks in europe yeah for a little while I had to prove myself or 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 Mark proved that he wasn't going to be the guy that got to get the gig back. So it was my gig. And there we were. Uh, and then Animalized Live and everyone else knows the success of that. So anything less than that, even if it was like one tick down on a giant scale, Gene and Paul get very upset, you know, and right. rightfully so. I know the way they are. They're very driven with always being the best and, and, and uh, doing the best they can business wise. So. Uh, Asylum had some challenges, and uh, I remember there being a little bit of blowback about uh, people were responding weird about the artwork, you know. Then again, you know, the videos were colorful, well-received, MTV, Tears of Falling, you know. We do three great videos, all very much in that style. So I never really understood the connection to any, even, t even if it was a couple of ticks down, I never got it, but it happened, I'm telling you. It yeah, did. well, and from an artwork perspective, I always thought the Asylum cover was cool. The ones that yep. I didn't like uh, were Animalize and um, Hot in the Shade, uh, mm -hmm. where I thought, like, Crazy Nights, I love that album cover. Because that's like, that was so, it's about the band, it's not about right. something else. So, for me, I like the visual, and I loved how colorful this tour was, and the thing that stuck in my mind the most was that huge Kiss logo. Yes, and I, I wasn't aware until I started to go down memory lane with my recap videos that you can all see on my YouTube channel. Uh, 
you know, uh, all the facts, all of a sudden my friend Michael's hitting me with like, by the way, you know what I mean? And I'm like, whoa, really? You know, and, mm -hmm. and I, I see it all as a success. And lately, Lisa and I have been archiving, um, you know, all my kiss stuff because of not traveling and everything currently. So I'm, I'm embracing it all. I found the itineraries. I found, the, you, you know, all the specific things related that I still have, you know. And awesome. I, in fact, one great thing I found, and I'll, I'll share one of the things with you guys, because it's related to some of the guitars. But um, it was funny to see the Playboy uh, Club invitation done like the Asylum artwork. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that, that's real cool. I found my invitation. And it was like in December of, uh, of 85, I guess that would have been, you know. Very so, cool. So it's really, 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 a, for me, it's all positive, everything about Asylum. And uh, I love my leggings in the photo and those pants. Uh, I had another pair like that that was more of a hand-me-down, but I'm pretty sure those were made for me. And then the red jacket was kind of coordinated with that. And then having a blousey purple thing. I know Martini is very interested in all this, the clothing. Most important, I have to show some hair. You know? It's funny that I was going to ask you, do you, I know that a lot of the clothes went into that auction, but do you yes. have any pieces from it? Like, did you? I have nothing from Asylum. I had only some stuff very later on because it was some things that I bought and some things that I was able to just wear as rocker dude living in LA, Right. you know, but right. everything in the warehouse that especially when it was created and bought by the band technically it belonged to them and it wound up in the auction and 20 years now we're almost 21 years now heading into but when that auction happened this era was going for like 10 cents on the dollar it's a, a real crime and now yeah. i know that that would never happen okay these these no. things are very desirable but i saw like like from that auction book you know like six vests some of them they, they said they were mine and I found out what they went for, $600, six touring vests. Now, two of them were mine. A couple belonged, I think, to Paul. And maybe they got confused because they weren't well photographed or anything. But still, the guitars, the Chet Atkins from Hot in the Shade, you know, going for like under $2,000. You could barely buy a used model like that now for that price. Right. Forget it being owned by Paul Stanley on tour. So... Uh, that's a tragedy that I talk about with my Lisa a lot, but that's what happens with time. You know, now fast forward 20 years, you know, thankfully, um, you know, everything they did about the reunion tour and being in makeup, we all accept that. We all love that and understand it. But all of a sudden I was like, whoa, those other years, wow, uh, this is kind of cool. So any yeah. of those guys out there that purchased any of that stuff, they, they, they know they have something really cool. Many of them flipped it. Uh, and occasionally I see, I don't see many of my items, but you know, the ones I've been sharing, people always like, you want to sell that, right? <laughs> On occasion, there's going to be something that I'll offer in an auction. But right now, I, I, the few pieces I have, I'm very happy to keep in my collection. Well, and I, hey, I wonder, you, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you talk about archiving stuff. Uh, that's something that I really enjoy doing. And it was just funny. I was doing the eighties, um, and I, I pulled up a lot of stuff like this. I don't know if you can see it. You, the Asylum tour, review-wise, nationwide, mm -hmm. yes, very positive. Yes. Um, I don't know if this. I don't. Know, I don't know if you can see this article. It's yeah, from, I kind of do. Yeah. From I Toronto. might have that clipping. 
I might have and that too. Yeah. yeah, it's from Toronto. And again, this is mm -hmm. just one of many that I have. Mm -hmm. And they talk about 12,000 people at the, you know, at the gardens and how right. they even mention how well you played and how mm -hmm. great Eric was. So just as somebody like myself who archives a lot of that stuff, the asylum tour really went over well. I mean, you've got a lot to be proud of that. Uh, yeah, no, and I absolutely am. I, and, and the only reason why I mentioned some of the pitfalls um, with with the attendance in some markets was because I think that was part of also why it was never really filmed properly. Which makes sense. Okay. And with Gene being kind of confused with what to wear and how to look, as we all know, and he's admitted that. I mean, I really yeah. feel it was an era that it was just like, ooh, you know, from my years, it's always Carnival Souls gets a little bit of, you know, Paul likes to go like, eh, you know, but Gene doesn't want to see himself looking like that. So I get it. I get but it. He doesn't, but, he doesn't want to be seen like this photo. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But go back to the other one. But yeah, go back to the other one because yeah. I've gotten a lot of people asking me specifically, Bruce, about guitar. Yeah, this is uh, the flip flop blue. Okay. And I've been on a very interesting journey. Uh, well, that guitar that you see me holding right there is uh, easily seen if you go to London, you go to the Hard Rock Cafe. They also have another building next door to where you can eat. And the other building, is where they have the vault underneath, you know, downstairs. The, the vault is their museum of rare collectibles from Hendrix and many famous artists. But uh, it's also where you can buy hard rock merchandise. And you know how important that is. You know what I mean? Uh, but the guitar is on top of the, uh, before the stairs that you can go down. It's in a shadow box because I made a deal with the hard rock years ago with it. Now, um, that finish is very unusual. Uh, it was a little bit common in the 80s. Kramer also got involved with doing it. I kind of call it flip-flop blue. Some people have called it different things, but it's kind of like a pearl finish, but it also has that blue. Sometimes it looks a little purple. Now, I know a guy who found a painter that could recreate that, but the other funny and very, very flattering thing was ESP knew that I was very attracted to it and was wondering, like, can that be made? And as a gift, um, a paint, you know, somebody in Japan that works that works in the custom shop in ESP actually made me a flip flop blue that is very oh, wow. close to that guitar. Now, could I offer that? They're not interested in making it, you know, for production, and it would cost a lot of money. But I am going to be speaking with ESP about the potential uh, LTD version that would be cheaper, because when I first brought it up to them, LTD is made in Korea. And they're really quality guitars, but the point is, it doesn't have to cost, um, you know, uh, practically uh, uh, three times as much, you know, two and a half, three times as much. So um, yeah, I'm working on that. And I, I, it's like a car finish, if you know what I mean. You remember those cars that have that kind of thing, but yeah. it's very simple. It's an M1, M1, metal one, one pickup. Uh, that one has a tone control. Sometimes my M1s from ESP only had a volume. Black Floyd Rose, Rosewood Fingerboard. It had the modified Fender headstock that ESP offered, which I can use. Unfortunately, the uh, hockey stick one or banana headstock you sometimes see on ESPs, that's a tricky one to actually manufacture because technically Gibson owns it. It looks like their Explorer <laughs> headstock. Eddie, Eddie Van Halen's known for guitars with that that were made by Kramer. Those next uh, were actually made by ESP too. But anyway, that guitar I am going to be working on. I want to make a mini of it. I know I've been talking with Axe Heaven about making a mini of that guitar as well. 
the radioactiveness yeah. rich has been doing really well it's sold out temporarily i did place another order so all those people that have been going crazy and the people on ebay that are selling it reselling it for a lot of money they'll they'll get a surprise soon when i can offer it on my site again but <laughs> well, and this, it's hard this for me one... to gauge what people love but I, I and i like keeping things limited anyway you know but but i yeah. i did order more so that would be fun I, but again I one of my favorite shots gonna be popular. thank you well, and, and bruce for, for the feedback i'm getting this one is a winner people want yeah. this so then what happened to the original one that you're playing where is that no, so this one is the one that's out the hard rock. Oh, this one is the, okay, gotcha. All yeah. right. The multi swirl, so the one that it. you previously showed, was the one that a yeah. collector, I wound up offering as part of a, it was around the time as the auction, uh, the kiss auction, but shortly after okay. that, I offered something for sale. And, and there was a portion that went to Eric Carr's St. Jude's. And nice. it, it, it went through like two or three people. And then finally, um, this guy in Sweden who I, I I think you'd have to like actually kill him to get it from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, it, it means that much to him. Well, he's got an asylum. Um, his name is Henrik and he's got an asylum museum. He's got an oh. outfit from everybody. He did a book uh, 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 with the photos. It's quite impressive. There's something about my era that rings a very powerful thing in Europe, especially and, and Scandinavia, particularly, it seems, you know, I don't mind. Yeah. So well, do you, cool. do you think part of the, the KISS auction, as far as the pricing and how that's changed, is it's more of a renaissance thing? Like, we're, we're far enough away from this era now that people look back on it as nostalgic, where maybe when that stuff was coming up for sale in that auction, it wasn't, it wasn't a long yep. time. I went down this road. I love to, like, pontificate and theorize why, okay? So that's think about do. it. This yeah and this is exactly what i talked to my wife about i'm going all right auctions in 2000 i'm only out of the band four years they are the hottest regenerated version of you right makeup kiss i mean come on and anything in my 12 years seemed to be like not relevant not important not discussed not shared and it's understandable a whole nother generation got to see what the original hoopla was all about and deservedly so they were young enough still to pull that off very well. And it was huge. Obviously, they've actually eclipsed that, even with Tommy and Eric on some tours now, you know, than, than even the reunion tour. I think you guys know that. But yeah. the point is, yeah, my era just wasn't, I always used to joke, and now that it's, it's, it's now a cycle. History repeats itself, okay? So I used to say when I was interviewed back then, well, you know, like Star Wars, you know, there's this time period that goes by that makes something that was big culturally relevant again. And that's yeah. what happened for KISS. Um, plus, they weren't getting any younger. And then the MTV thing helped drive that to be a reality, right? So then all of a sudden they sell out Tiger Stadium, you know, great. And then go on and, you know, as you know, with that success. So um, now we're 20 years, a little more than that, of course, but still. And now I just see this very, very uh, fond uh, passion for my era. And I'm the one that waves the flag. Even mm -hmm. Paul and Gene have embraced it quite a bit. The Kiss Cruises, I don't have to remind yeah. you. It's all kumbaya. Yeah. They, they love me doing that material. They respect Todd Kearns and Zach Throne and Brent Fitz, my friends. They Amazing. get it. They're not going to do it like that. And they, they definitely 
uh, are happy that we're doing it. Okay. Well, it, yeah, yeah, and it makes it makes people happy. And I, and I yeah. don't ever told you this, but I think it's something that I think you need to hear. So I've seen a bunch of the um, end of the road shows and I've sat in different areas of the arena because I'm always taking pictures, which they're so nice to me and they let me take photos. And sure. I'm sitting usually in the middle, like 12th row or whatever. I can't tell you how many times I've been either sitting next to or behind or in front of fans that when they get into the 80s stuff, especially like Tears Are Falling and, and your era stuff, people are like, oh my God, I love this song. I'm so happy they're playing this. I don't yeah about parasite now don't get me wrong i love parasite but there's a really big contingency of people that are going to that end of the road going i love yep. these songs it's a yeah. of, of their you know history i mean it 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 only usually makes up at the most uh, 15 to 20 percent of the set and i welcome that but i just know that there's too many songs it's like when paul was talking about uh, when they were promoting the uh, Dubai concert, which was quite successful. I thought it was, you know, well played and well done, especially with them being off all that time. I thought they really did a great job. But, yeah. um, you know, they're going to play those songs that, you know, people, you know, he always has that question. Why don't you go deep? You know, that's for the cruise. You know what I mean? They're not going to do that on a pay-per-view, you know, right. but uh, I, you know, you got to remember, and uh, it just, it's not something that they need to do you know, meaning really feature things from my era, but it's a, it's a benefit for me because I'm very active with embracing it and promoting it and sharing it with the fans. So yeah. I think the fans win. Kiss Kiss is happy about it, and you got to change that photo. I can't look at Gene anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. let, let, let's talk about this real quick because you you know you did bring up Gene was uncomfortable. We all know as fans that during the '80s, not just mm -hmm. Asylum, Gene was like lost. Yeah, he was, you, you know, he he's trying to figure out he's not the demon, but what is he? Paul right. was perfect because Paul was a rock star, whether he was in makeup or out of makeup. What do you recall about? I mean, did Gene grumble during this tour with this costumes or did he did he kind of take one for the team? Because I got to do it because this is what Kiss is doing. What do you remember about Gene? Dressing he was uncomfortable. Paul? He tried. He tried to do what he thought could work. Let's, let's not forget, this is about a step away from, what was that terrible movie he did where he, he oh, was yeah. a woman? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You guys, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, uh, when Gene had that roast at the uh, you know, Billboard Live or whatever yeah. the name of the club was on Sunset, and, and you know, I didn't know Nick real well until a little later when I got to you know, have him record on BK3, but I remember... You know, we were both backstage and, and I show him a picture. I go like, you know, this is your dad from this movie. <laughs> and he never saw the picture before. He freaked out. You know, I thought that was really funny. So, yeah, it was a struggle for Gene. You, you know, there were, you know, if you look at the Asylum uh, record shots, meaning the ones promoting the album before the tour started, he didn't really look this crazy. Right now we're going to go wild. Now we're going to introduce the you know, the rhinestones and the glam and the sequence and the things. Did you know about that? It was in the tour, that book, rather, the uh, auction book, that cape that he built. Oh, yes, oh, yes. He, oh. he had a cape yeah. that would light up. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> Cost like $5,000 for him to create. And it came out one night and that was it. You know, that was the end of yeah. it. Oh, you know? So so in a way, he 
dabbled in what he could do, but it wasn't his comfort zone. No. And that's why people obviously crazy nights was easier. He, you know, the clothes got a little more leather and tough. And then yeah. by hot in the shade, we were being a little more a combination of just, you know, rock and roll street more street rock and roll and then by revenge we kind of really dialed in the look and so did you yeah. you know so yeah. it's 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 that era uh that he was uncomfortable where paul paul can be very like like paul can get away with that and not destroy him like billy squire climbing along the well, ground here, in his there, video, there, there, you know? there's a good photo of paul yeah paul is androgynous at times and could get away with acting like a stripper on stage and wearing all that color and still be the the terrific front man that it's like a David Lee Roth. There's no difference really. Yeah. You know, he pulled we, it off. Yeah. We had um, Floor, who was the costume designer. Yeah, Floor. Yeah. And she referred to these as Paul Stanley's pinata pants. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Go back She's, to the last one though, a, too, Mike. You know, speaking of Fleur's, you know, she, she was, uh, with Billy Squire for many years, you know. Now this photo, oh boy, I got a lot of um, comments because, you know, this yeah. BC Rich Ironbird, which was a custom version of their model called Ironbird, um, a lot of people never never really saw a clear picture. Tommy, you might have one of the best photos of this guitar that's out there, okay? There's a few, but not as okay. detailed as this one. So there is a photo of me and my brother that I took with a red iron bird that looked a little, it was just like a promo shot that we took sometime. And the guitar was that guitar, but it was red and it was even bigger, okay? The iron bird had a, a shape that it was not really my thing. I wasn't into guitars that look like a Klingon we weapon. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I worked with BC Rich. Uh, you guys know I've been sharing a lot of information from some of the guitars I still own of BC Riches. And I like, I like talking about them. And, you know, they made the radioactive one. And, and of course, that white one that I showed recently, that's very rare. But, uh, and then Paul's iconic eagle. I had a black eagle and, and animalized. But I challenged them to make me a different kind of iron bird. Uh, and, and the red one was too big. So I said, no, shave it down. Let's make it smaller. Let's put these interesting inlays like lightning. They're like little lightning bolt things almost, which would fit yep. in with the stage, right? And yep. then I had this idea of a outline with lines. I drew it out. I, I don't think I have that drawing. I have another drawing to show you guys. But, and that was that Iron Bird. There is someone in New Jersey who owns that. What happened? The neck started to go, that can happen in a guitar. And back then, I mean, I regret letting go of any any of them, you know, but it was just like one of those situations. Oh, it's not working anymore. Uh, and I don't even remember. I might have sold it to a road crew guy. I don't remember. But anyway, it wound up it wound up in a store. This guy reached out not that long ago to tell me, hey, I have that guitar. You know, he, he wanted to ship it to me and have me do a guitar of the month with it. I don't want that responsibility. You want to talk about me buying it from you maybe you know what i mean but yeah. I don't ship it to me so that i could then feature your guitar in a video you know right. it's known <laughs> it's out there this photo um is it makes people talk about it which is kind of cool i even have a little doll of me where some guy made a you know miniature version of the guitar where i'm holding you know that guitar so it was out there i didn't use it a lot because it was a little awkward shape wise and everything but all it is is a custom bc rich ironbird from that era one of a kind uh 
but unfortunately the neck went a little wacky and it wasn't a great guitar for me to hold on to, but there it is. It fits the uh, asylum narrative, didn't it? Yes, it but I got, a, I got a question for you, Bruce. Why BC Rich? Why them versus a Gibson Les Paul or um, you know, a, a Fender? Why, what was it about BC Rich that attracted you to use to play those guitars and the right. other ones that you play? Well, I was a big fan of BC Rich in the uh, late 70s. And if you got in then, their handmade exotic wood um, guitars uh, uh, there's, they're really legendary. Uh, the, the value of them have, have really started to skyrocket, and and prime examples are are hard to find, and they're very expensive. I'm I'm sorry I let go of a few. I'm grateful for the ones I still own, but they're just really incredibly made guitars, and it was really interesting with Paul Stanley being a huge vintage guitar fan. You remember he used to show off, and he still collects. He has a an original 59 he just shared some beautiful photos of it recently but um bc rich was like a boutique company making something that almost felt as as good as a vintage gibson you know what i mean except with some okay. different shapes and everything so yeah. these are great great guitars hence me playing the black eagle on the animalized tour which sadly got stolen okay and we'll talk about a few other stolen ones in, in a few minutes but uh, I, I always was a big fan of them. Now, they started to get more metal-oriented in the mid-'80s. You know, now Paul had the Eagle. He painted it, turned it into Asylum colors. It's the same guitar, and they're great guitars. You know, I could not believe that he sold all that stuff in that auction in 2000. I couldn't believe it. They just let go of all those instruments, and those were great, great guitars. I knew those. those they, they recorded with them and performed with them. So BC Rich is, especially that era, extremely quality. The new owner I'm friends with now because he helped bless my mini radioactive guitar, you know, and he, he's been really cool. Bill, Bill and I have had a lot of chats about the business and uh, he loves my enthusiasm and what I've done. Um, you know, uh, I shared everything with BC Rich from the Kiss years with him, which was really cool. He dug that. So anyway, yeah. this one's really weird. You know, this is a weird guitar from them. And the only BC Rich that you would have seen on that tour. Interesting. Let, let's, um, here's a photo of, of Eric. And I'm not sure where in the show this would have been at the end, maybe when you were out taking a bow. What, what do you remember of Eric on the Asylum tour? I mean, you know, a drummer in a jumpsuit's easy, right? And then to have it like, is, is practically like one of those pop art you just throw paint at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he looks like. It's the paint splatter outfit, you know? Uh, Eric didn't mind it. It worked for him. I mean, not many men get away with pink, you know? But we all know Eric was cute and yet uh, an Italian dude, you know what I mean? And a ferocious drummer and one of the sweetest guys you could ever meet. So I think it's a great outfit on him. And uh, this is this is one of the fun shots that Tom Tommy took. Yes, <laughs> I obviously saw you to do that. Okay. Well, you were watching me all night because I was with the camera, and yeah. he come up to me occasionally, and uh, as he's playing, he'd be like, "Yeah," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? Throw me out?" And I just kept. Yeah. Taking I, uh, well, you know, I I just told this story yesterday. You take a picture of Gene. As far as he's concerned, he owns the picture. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know, I've heard him say it. Okay. So yeah, yeah I could see him at the concert going, no, 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 whatever. Well, you know, yeah. usually when you had the uh, official photographers from the local newspaper, television, or your tour mm-hmm. photographer, you guys should know that you put them in the pit. They either get to shoot, uh, shoot the entire show or just like three or four songs. You know, that's right. the rules usually at concerts. Right. So there you are, you buy a ticket, you have the right camera and you're in the front row. <laughs> exactly. And I just kept shooting through the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I guess I was just having fun and going, yeah, you were posing for me all night because of yep. where I was. That was yep. an area that you were a lot. You know, yeah, well, we we worked this. We all worked the stage, though. And some of the shots you got yeah. really capture um, from one angle because, you know, usually a, an official photographer is going to be able to run around. So you did a great right. job. Yeah. And I just did it because I love the band. I, I was of just because I just I wasn't making a book. I wasn't selling mine. I, I just wanted yeah. it for myself. And no, it's great. Everyone's flipping out about them. Now, you yeah. know, I talked about those stairs that you're showing now. Uh, yeah. In one of my, you know, when I started the big recap of the Asylum tour, and I remember it was right off the cuff. I mean, even though when I, I film these videos, I sometimes have a loose script of bullet points. But, you know, generally, yeah. Lisa knows I do the best. And she helps me quite a bit. I'm so grateful for my wife. But but I, I off the cuff, I just said, like, those things were like, I forget my quote, but it had something like, like, those were it, it, uh, going to kill me. You know what I mean? They, they, were, they, were, they were really, they were really dangerous. And yeah, it wasn't hard. Those do not look easy to walk on. Yes. They, they were torture. And it was so funny. I go like, wait a minute. I know Eric fell once. So I actually put in Google, you know, like Eric Carr falls on stage. And there was the video of someone capturing you know, uh, oh, Eric climbing the stairs, falling down, picking himself up. Yeah. You know, doing one of those typical <laughs> Eric Carr things. So, so they were those every, in every show? Because I don't what remember them in Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> right. We we got rid of them over the year, over the course of the tour, rather. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, wow. It, it, it looks like, uh, you know, the stairs are a higher step than normal yes and and it's got the and it's got the lip coming forward that's the problem they jut out okay and meaning you know that's like the opposite of a a, an escalator you know what i mean so it's not a good idea and 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 i imagine if i recall even at that show they were not very secure didn't they i thought it was more about the edginess of it but either way I'm glad we got rid of most of them, but I still have, I've seen the videos where I'm running from one side of the stage, kind of up maybe three of the steps and then go to the other side. Cause that was part of my, you know, staging for my solo. So that's a great shot though, Tommy, you, you captured it, you know, torture. Well, and the funny thing is it's just dumb luck. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. My brother handed me this camera. Cause he, he was, he loved taking photos of, of the kids and, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Every single time I went, the first show I took photos of was Dynasty. And it was just, like I said, dumb luck that they turned out. It, yeah. It, and, and obviously, whoever developed the slides did a good job for you. you know, they well, and also, too, I want to point that out. None of this would be possible if it wasn't for my friend Kyle Hansen. Kyle kept bugging me to find these photos. And right. I really did. He took the negatives and he got them transferred like this. Right. Because he just um, Crazy Nights completed as well. Right. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a big job. I met a pilot 
he reached out to me. I didn't meet him on a plane, but, and he's taken a lot of great photos. I've credited him. He's the one that took that arm up photo that I offer on my site that Lisa oh, also yeah. brings. Yeah. And he was an official photographer at the time, but he had all these slides. Some of his family, it's a similar story, said, you got to, you know, do something with these. And he reached out to a lot of bands. He had Motley pictures. I, I, I told Nikki Six about him. Nobody bothered. Doc McGee was contacted by him. There's Kiss Shots there. But I certainly was grateful for the ones that I saw from Animal Eyes. And there were some from Asylum, too. Yeah. Um, and and he had, some of them had too much of a flash. Were you using a flash? No. Okay. I wasn't Got smart it. enough to know whether I should have one or not. Now you don't use one for sure. Right. Literally, I was a dumb kid showing up at a concert of my favorite band, excited yep. to see him. Like, I'm bringing the camera in. Oh, it's amazing. And this one, this that, that amazing. is just such an amazing fire shot. I love That's it. That's a great shot, Tommy. I love it. Well, and I'd forgotten that he even breathed fire during any of this. And, and back in the day, what we would do is we would sneak the camera in in pieces. <laughs> so I, I brought the body in in, in right. the, the crotch of my pants. My friend had the lens. Yeah. My other buddy had all the film rolls. That's great. And the security didn't care. Right. Yeah. Once you're in. Right. You know, I collect the little tin, the, the little like, you know, plastic, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the film roll things, you know, yeah. they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, the a great, here's, guitar a great, parts. here's a great photo of Paul in yes. all of his colors. Mm. Right. Yes. And Paul is playing. Now that guitar has the asylum painting on. I know there's a reflection of some lights in it. That's hard to see, but it's the one that was kind of, uh, repainted to be a bit like the cover of the Asylum tour book, but that was actually most likely the tiger or the black um, eagle that he had. You know what I mean? He was he was yeah. doing that to those guitars. It's crazy, really crazy. He's got Joseph's Technicolor Dreamcoat on. Yes. <laughs> this is a great photo of the colors. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, love it, especially in the logo. And you think about it, it's only the outline. None of the lights yep. inside are actually even on. But um, what can I say? I, I guess we use like some sort of dry ice smoke kind of thing, yeah. right? That's that's a great shot, Tommy, once again. Looks here's cool. a, Thanks, here's, here's Bruce. I appreciate it. I don't even, you know, and I was at, I the, same show with, I was at the same show with Tommy. We didn't know each other at the time. I did not remember this stage effect here in the show. I know what that was. Is it was wasn't it? It was at the end of his drum solo, there'd be a, yeah. a, a burst of flames on his staging, you know, and of course, not on the step beyond that, which might have made it dangerous. So it's there. Yep. Right. Very cool. And here's a great shot of Eric. This must be during the, this is definitely during the drum solo because you can see yeah. the visors out a little bit. You realize that Eric, uh, being so short behind the biggest drum kits that he could possibly tour with, had to stand on the stool and his drums to, to do that effect. So I always admired that. He was a little gymnast behind the drums. Yeah, he jumped on the bass drums, right? Yeah. Yep. Such a nice and, person, too. And that all, all night uh, audio that I added to your photos, Tommy, um, you really hear him singing the background. You know, he had a really great voice for the band. <laughs> You know, you know, much know like what you, Eric Singer does now, you know. Yeah, and I know you guys were playing it faster, but I thought it was a great live version. But you know, no, what? I, it was fun. My first thought of when you sent me that that video, my very first thought out of my head when I was listening to it is like, 
uh-oh, here we go. Now we're going to get a ton of people begging you to release the whole thing. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's no, a different it's just discussion. one song. Yeah, it's yeah. just one song. Yeah. That's all it is, guys. I know. Yep. Here's a, here's a, here's a fun photo. Paul uh, smashing the guitar with a lot of confetti in the air. Yeah, I, I love that. All right, my, the angle of my guitar is downward. Paul, I might be actually doing a, you know, like one of right, those because right. he's going to smash the guitar, and yeah. yet Gene and Gene is looking all triumphant. It's it's a really interesting <laughs> composition, you know. That's that's really cool. What talk talk to me about you know you're you're fairly new in the band. This is like you were there for Animalize, but this is the first album and tour that you were there officially as a band member right. entirety. What was going through your head when you're up there? in that kiss confetti storm and Paul's doing the classic guitar smashes. I mean, were you kind of getting goosebumps every night thinking about this? I, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, it was always exciting to be part of a, a group that knew how to really do very, very outland, just out, out, outrageous kind of staging and the, the, just between him, you know, Gene spitting fire, or Paul smashing a guitar the flames on the drum kit. How about an animalize coming down a you know pod and everything in the lighting ring, you know rig. That's that's it. it would, they were always over the top, so it was an honor for me to be um, on that stage. Now the negative, the only thing I used to think of is like people are just expecting the show and maybe they're not listening as much as I'd like them to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I actually did get my own version of this is cool. There's no doubt about it. You know. It's always exciting. I like a show too. I like a wow, you know? Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, at least from the animalized perspective, and I believe also Lick It Up, which I knew you weren't there for, this was the first time they used confetti um, in several tours. And right. I just have this remember, I just have this memory of going, oh my God, confetti, thank you. This is awesome. Because it yes. was one of my favorite parts of the show. And to have that back was exciting. It was another thing that they, you know, so the, the sign was new, reintroducing this after many years of not having it, um, all made really some, some cool elements for Asylum, absolutely. This is, uh, we'll show one more photo here. This is a cool Paul Stanley guitar. Yes, his uh, cracked mirror and that model, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting, but it's also a BC Rich. I'm forgetting what they called that one. It did have a name. Geeks. Does Lita Ford play that? She might have one of those shapes too, but but yeah. not. I don't think hers was was the mirror. No, no it wouldn't no, have been a cracked yeah. mirror. Yeah. Same shape, probably. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. How about those gloves, Lisa? You want those, right? I do want those. And by the way, that guitar is a warlock. A warlock. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Did Brian help? Oh, hey, Brian, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I not say to you first, Brian? Isn't that a warlock? And you uh, said that's did awesome. I not say that. <laughs> anything i nice. what are you talking about i love it i love it i actually knew I thought, that i'm being 100 serious i thought you only knew like hockey things you know <laughs> yeah i have an extensive guitar knowledge all right let me nice. stop sharing photos and now we're we're all back here so bruce we got about uh 10 minutes before you've got to mm -hmm. run what are you up to now what what, what well one, what, what one just one last thing on? i wanted to show you guys sure real quick because there, there were two other Asylum guitars, and I shared that with Tommy. Uh, and I just found this recently, so that's why I wanted to share it, actually. But there was the 
Jackson soloist that was white with zebra. And I'm not sure, Tommy, if I played it that night or not. But there was I also the, so, but I thought that yeah. was really cool. But there was also this Charvel from Tears of Falling that had these circular, these angles and circles. And this right here, and now I can see myself, so I see it's not glaring. Those were my original drawings for the yep, Charvel Jackson those. Company to, to create them. Isn't that amazing? Nice. And I found oh. that. And now, now you're going to laugh yeah. when you hear how I found it. So like I said, over the weekend, Lisa and I were digging back into the uh, my archives, and I found the itineraries. And we finally decided, let's put them in chronological order. Let's make sure, see if we do have any duplicates. What do we have? Which tours? And we can make a note. And I'm going through it because one of them was very sloppy. It just seemed like all out of order. Maybe it would have the cities and then it would have contact numbers, but it, it was loose papers, you know? So then I'm flipping through it all. And then all of a sudden I go, what's this? You know, and on the back of one of the pages is when I decided, oh, I'm going to draw these, you know, guitar designs, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's kind of weird that I chose one of the pages in the itinerary, like the cover page, and I flipped it over and I start drawing out what would be, you know, how that guitar was created. And someone that, that knew, got files from Jackson, because obviously these guitar companies collect things and stuff too. They actually shared a, a, a photo of that, but when they found it, you know what I mean? Maybe they sell them to people, who knows? Anyway, so that's just another little bit of uh, my uh, kind of like history that it's always exciting to find. All right, so what am I up to? Wow, well, archiving, you know, <laughs> I've, I've certainly been doing that. I've been doing a lot of the sharing of uh, certain anniversaries. I have, um, you know, there was a real busy period there, especially talking about asylum and, and different things. Uh, I love sharing the guitars of the month. I'm working on, I'm always very late with them. So I may still put out a February one in another week. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. But because uh, uh, there's just so much going on and I can't ignore paid work compared to my gift work, as I like yeah. to call it, yeah. which I do enjoy doing. And I know the fans love it. Many of them have requests for things and they look forward to the things, but they have to understand I have a mortgage. You know what I mean? I, I got, I got bills, you know? So when someone's yeah. asking me to do a session or there's other things that are related to making money, it, it just usually takes the, uh, you know, the priority, but I do love doing those and, and setting up and making any of these videos takes a lot of time. Um, it's not just about, uh, you, you know, getting the lighting right or knowing what, I, you know, there has to be what you want to say, how you want to tell the story, how to put it together. Yeah. It is a creative thing for me. So I do really enjoy it. And I love the feedback I get from everyone, you know, on that. So I do enjoy doing them. Um, there's, you know, with this, and we talked about it earlier with that excitement about my era, I have been looking at mother things to offer merchandise wise, you know, so it's a lot of fun when I'm at a place where I'm talking about doing a t-shirt, which I will be talking, showing everyone in, in, the, in the coming weeks. Um, and all of a sudden I see they make mugs and then I have an idea for, you know, doing a radioactive mug and a silent mug. And the next thing I know, there I am sharing that. So uh, the mini guitars were a big hit, you know. I, I, uh, you know, the mini guitars yeah. get my vote. I love, I've got two yeah. minis. I love those. That's, People I mean, enjoy that cool. stuff. I'm glad they do. And I, I realized I got to keep it, it. It takes that company a long time to make them. And until you can, you know, approve the prototype and everything, it's a big job. It's not and I don't order like a thousand of anything. You know, I do it in limited numbers. So but thank yeah. you. I know that you've always ordered 
Mike. That was very cool of you. And, and you know what's funny about those minis? Because they're so delicate and I'm such a fussy guy. Martini, you can attest to that, right? <laughs> fussy guy. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to say anything. You know, uh, my Lisa knows it too. I'm a fussy guy. Anyway, um, so each one has to be looked at. I couldn't just like, here you go. Like how they would ship those. Like let's say they made a generic Les Paul, that company. If they're just shipping them, excuse me, to Guitar Center, eh, you might get a great one that looks really cool and everything's perfect. And you might get one that eh, the tuner's a little crooked or there's a fret that's a little awkward on it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I take pride in everything. So I actually have to hand, like examine every one, even if it's not signed. I have to like look at it, make sure it's right. There's no chip. Everything's looking as good as it can. Cause I take a lot of pride in the things that I offer, you know? So uh, that became, it, I, I remember selling them like right before the Christmas holiday. And I became like, I'm in uh, Santa's workshop, you know, like set up with a, you know, like, like a magnifying <laughs> mirror, and, like, little, little tools. And it was so funny. You know, I enjoy that though. Cause I used to work on models. Uh, some of you might've seen, I shared a photo not long ago of my Star Trek model from the, uh, late sixties that I actually had the model kit and made, made the enterprise, you know? So, Very cool. but there's merchandise opportunities. There's a song that I'm working on with Brent, Todd and Zach that I hope to get out. Uh, Brent and Todd are a little busy right now in Los Angeles, but when they're back, we'll be able to finish the song and hopefully do a video. Um, there is a video performance from a corporate gig that I did with Todd Kearns and, and, and also uh, showed, uh, Lisa that I'm thinking about doing something with it's been shared with the corporation so now I can like maybe look at it but it was just unplugged you know but it was really shot beautifully it's very very cool uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that Kissmas 2020 if you happen to catch that one yeah. that, I, that virtual concert uh, but but um, I do want to I don't know where everything's headed in 2021 for the real start of me saying like wow, I have a grand funk gig on, you know, you know, August or September. I, I don't know yet. I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I did get my first COVID vaccine this morning, you know, Congrats. thankfully. How do you feel? I feel okay, you know, Good. thankfully. I heard the second one's a doozy, you know, from, from some people. But I think it's important for us, you know, to uh, get vaccinated. But certainly the whole concept of, when things are really going completely back to norm, your guess is as good as mine and everyone can take their guesses. I don't know. But in the meantime, that's not going to stop me from doing everything I love, which is uh, certainly staying creative, uh, being musical, finding some more things. I want to do some more at home performances with Lisa. That See You Tonight one, I don't think everybody saw it. You got to see that. Love it. What a love great it, song. Love it. Love it. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, all this content. You know, you got to remember, I, I posted, let's say, on a Sunday on Facebook. You missed it that day. The go scroll back and find it. You may not see it. But the YouTube channel has all this content. So visit my but, YouTube channel. It's real easy. I think it's very important. I want to touch on a couple of other things that you haven't mentioned. Number one, uh, your lovely wife has some incredibly cool artwork. Yes. And you guys have to check that out. But, but equally as important is the Kiss Live Auctions. Yes. them from time to time and so here's a chance for you to really connect with him and and buy a piece of kiss memorabilia or merchandise from bruce that he offers exclusively on these auctions there's so much fun 
to be a part of, but I've been hammering this home to people for weeks. You can't just show up and look at it. You have to go to Kiss Live Auctions on the Facebook page and you have to sign up. They will say, yes, you are now a member. They don't right. do that because most people also have jobs. So if you want to see one of Bruce's upcoming auctions, you have to go and sign up because then you'll be able to watch all these. You have to be in this group. And, and they are and- so much fun too. So, oh yeah. yeah, and like that—that that, like that picture of Eric Carr that your wife did with the fur. It was a yeah. Creatures of the Night photo, and she put fur and rhinestones on his costumes and made it like 3D. It was yeah. really freaking cool. Yeah. And so there's all these really great things. So guys, please get involved there too. Yeah, it is real easy. I know Tommy. Sometimes you're you're doing an auction yep. on that page. Yeah. Well, I got turned on to it by Keith Larue. He told me mm-hmm. that, you know, you got to go uh, like, I know he's really close with Kenny Bagley, who's a great guy yep. from Indy. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny's the next awesome. thing I know, I'm talking to Kenny. And then the guy who kind of originally set up the page, Peter Corey, who's really cool. All of a sudden mm-hmm. he contacts me and goes like, do you know what you're getting into? This is before the first auction <laughs> on Halloween. And I go like, are you, are you capable of having 20 or more items shipped? You know what I mean? And collecting the money and everything. Well, I, I yeah. know how to do that. Okay. I have, I have a store, I have a website store and, and, it, and as much as it, it you know, uh, I think it was a fair question. I'm really glad he did reach out and ask me that, but yeah. it was kind of funny. And Peter and I have gotten really close. He's such a, um, a, a ambitious guy. He, he loves this. I remember when I first uh, chatted to him and he was at 4,000 people on the page. And I said, I want to see that go to 5,000 by the time we do Halloween. And I started promoting and it was, and now it's at like 5,500. Um, yep. and, and I don't always share stuff about that on my regular social media, but I do feel, and you're right, that, that people, all you have to do is go there, you click on, you want to join. Um, I, I was told like months ago, like in the middle of uh, last year, you know, join those groups. That's where your fans are. You know, you need to do that. And I'm like, what groups? I can't even find them. And then I remember the first conversation I had with Peter over that weekend, and he sent me like 25 of these KISS-oriented groups. They're not, this isn't KISS Online. It's not a Mm -hmm. website. It's fans, run by fans, approved by fans, administered by fans. And then the whole idea of the auctions is such a terrific idea. Now, you know, the way I think, I like to be, I want to really do it as great as it can be, right? So well, I remember when Kenny and I started talking about doing that first auction, I'm like, I'm not sending you things. Doesn't Facebook have a split screen function? You know what I mean? Yeah. That was me, Tommy. And I was just like, all right, we got to test it. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, issues when we first did it on that first Halloween one. But yeah. I want to hold the item. I want to have Lisa and I having a good time and make a party of it. And that's what we did on Halloween. We did it on New Year's. And we just did it on Valentine's. Now, I got to be honest. I don't think there won't, we'll, there may not be another one until July. You have no idea how, how hard it is to do it. But I'll pop in at times. I'll do claim auctions, yeah. which is a lot of fun. But it's a lot of work. We just did the poster one. The last posters are going out tomorrow. That's a lot of work. And, and I, I do is. enjoy it. I want to entertain everybody. So it becomes like my own TV show. It's so weird, you know? And you know what? You've done mm-hmm. a great job well, people, being very visible in in you yeah. know, not out touring, but you've you've done a great job being visible and accessible to all the fans. Um, yep. you know, like the guitars of the month, or just you know, um, you know the auctions um, and all of you know 
all of that, I think, has been really good because you, you're, you didn't get lost in the COVID. If anything, right in the COVID, you know. Yeah. Thanks, great. Lisa. Yeah. No, it was my goal. Once first, I went into shock. Okay, like like many of us, even though I think I knew about it. Uh, I, I have a friend in China, so I was aware. I think this is going to get real, and then boy, did it get real, right, for everybody. And then, of course, I I had to embrace it. Then people were asking, like, we want more you know, like guitars, uh, riff of the day, you know, yeah. I know Lisa's fun. giving me, we got to get going, you know, but, but uh, thanks Tommy about bringing up the auction thing. It is, it's so easy. If, um, and, and, you know, it's funny, everyone that I seem to relate and, and, and get, uh, you know, the people who purchase things, then I'm like, they're my fan. They're my friend. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they share what I love. So now, those are the people I like to friend on my personal page instead of it right. all being only, you know, like people I've met and worked with. And I love conversing with some of them. So it's been really a love, a love fest, you know, and a, and a one-on-one -on -one thing. And quite honestly, that's, that's what we all need right now, this connection, because uh, there isn't the concert to go to and, 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 and the, uh, the gig and the clinic that I can do. So why not online with Facebook? That's all. Well, and it's a it is a great group of people because that's the other thing. I'm encouraging people to connect because maybe there's someone who's a fan of yours in Wichita and they don't have another right. friend nearby that's a KISS fan. You will make yep. friends. Just like how Mark was always talking about the yes. old days at these conventions. You will make friends and you can come to these auctions for free. You don't have to buy yep. anything. Buy no. Go and watch. Yeah, you're yeah hanging out and hearing the stories. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, whenever I've done uh, selling the items, I'm telling stories. And, and, and then the last one, I was playing a guitar throughout it. I thought, well, that, that would be fun. They want to hear me play because some of the people don't have the yeah. 300 and up or $200 and up for whatever these items will sell for. You know, and some of them go for yeah. really nice money because it's rare. You know, I did offer some really unique items. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's entertaining for me. So Lisa and I have fun with it. And what can I say? Uh, all they got to do again on their Facebook page is to visit uh, KLA, KLA, Kiss Live Auctions, and then you just request to join. And then within a day you're in, and then you can look at all the content and you can watch the old auctions too. I think some of them stay up there for a while, yeah. you know? So uh, thanks for mentioning it, Tommy. Well, I, 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 I want to thank I, you guys, of course, for the support. And I'm always, uh, always I love your, your logo, you know, uh, all eras and, you know, we win. We don't like the haters. You know, that's, exactly. I, I you love know, that. Bruce, I've said it many times on the show, but thank you for continuing to fly the flag for 80s Kiss. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I be proud of it? There yeah. is some great material. Certainly now, I mean, I will admit, just to wrap it up, that, that you know, by the time of the reunion tour, if you ask me, I want you to sit down and watch this, you know, crazy nights, you know, bootleg i have i'd be like no i don't want i really don't want to watch you know what i mean and now it's like someone will send me i just watched with lisa uh the foundations gig okay from oh, that's one great yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. good yeah. oh yeah yeah foundations I, forum i, I said on there, but that's a great show you know and lisa's salad. so proud of me and i'm like going like wow oh it was hot that day god you know what i mean you know <laughs> looking at everyone sweating and everything and i'm looking at what guitars i played so i'm i'm going down memory lane with everyone you know, and that's a, that's a great thing. So I want to thank everyone for sharing all this great. Con I see pictures all the time. People share with me. I never saw. And you hit a gold mine uh, just to circle back to why we had this chat today. So who knew? 
you who know knew? Yeah, exactly who knew so you know about um the guitars you know about the photos my my memories of asylum but go crank up the music and i gotta go over to eric singers now okay all right Thank, okay. Thanks so much, Bruce. Thanks. I'll send my best. Yeah. Yeah. Say hi to Mark's boyfriend. Will you stop? <laughs> hi, Lisa. Uh, and, 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 and Lisa, say hi to the hubby. And you know, Lisa and I love you, okay? Love you guys. Awesome. Okay, Take yeah. care. Thanks, Take care. Bruce. All right. Bye. Bye-bye now. Is he oh. not just amazing and the most down-to-earth? He's down a wonderful man. He's a wonderful man. Down-to-earth person. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, is he not? I mean, no, he, it, it, as I'm watching this, I'm going, pinch me, because I can't believe I'm looking at photos of a KISS show I was at, watching, and I remember being in that audience going, oh my God, that's KISS on stage. And here we are, decades later, in a video chat with the guitar player of yeah, KISS as, as at that show. Stories and, about and he, that yes, show. He's sharing stories of that show. I'm just like, Okay, it doesn't get much cooler yeah. than this yeah. at all. And and you and I are at the same show and we don't know each other. I know. Well, that's the funny thing is Tommy and I went to so... We didn't meet each other until, what, the 90s? I was already Chicago. living in Chicago. Chicago in the 90s. So, but, but we were at the same Great American Music in-store. We went to the same concerts. We just didn't know each other. See, that's how yeah. Mark and I were at the Kiss Expos in New York. Yeah. You took that picture this one time. You're like, hey, is that you in the background? Yeah, it was It was from the one in Pittsburgh. It was the official Kiss Expo. I'm like, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> but that's even perfect. the unofficial ones, the Richie Rano ones, yeah. Mark, you and I were at those. I mean, I was, and I was too. next to you. And you too. I mean, so how weird is it that, again, we were in but these I, places and didn't know each other, you know? I'd be willing to bet I saw you and thought, what's a hot chick doing at a KISS Expo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the, kid, all the KISS fans are afraid to go talk to that hot chick. <laughs> I was working, man. I was selling tickets. You were, working. you were working. I was working it, baby. Now, you know what? <laughs> one, one story about the Asylum show, and I wanted to tell Bruce, but he actually already knows it. Um, so the last, so I saw Kiss in 1979 on the Dynasty tour. They came into Pittsburgh for Lick It Up at the Stanley Theater. I did not go to that show. But then the next time they came was the Asylum show. And that was going to be my next show. So I saw them in 79. I didn't see them again until 84. The night of the concert, we, we drove to the Civic Arena and we're standing in line to get in. And they make the announcement that the show is canceled because as KISS was doing their sound check, they blew a transformer inside the arena. So they had to cancel the show. All right. Now, I cried the whole way home. And my cousin was with me. And I mean, I, I needed like like therapy after that. I, mean, I, I literally, I, I was like in, like I was, cry, I was in tears. Okay. So then after the, after they canceled the tour or canceled that show, we went to eat somewhere like near my house and kiss was flying out of the allegheny county airport it wasn't like the it wasn't like the international it was like this little county one near literally like 10 minutes from my house so we went to eat at this restaurant and i look over and there's a limo going through mcdonald's and kiss was getting drive through at mcdonald's and i was like ready to like bust open the door and start chasing the limo down there. and i asked bruce i go i said bruce do you ever get in drive through at mcdonald's he's like uh no <laughs> <laughs>
I go, but he does remember the show being canceled because it was the only time they had to cancel a show on that tour. And they actually mention it in, um, what was that one video? Um, it was a home video. Wasn't, it might've been exposed. No, it wasn't exposed. It was, go Just through the, which one? The kiss my ass one. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't kiss my ass. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't exposed. Extreme the, close up. Extreme, extreme close up. Extreme Thank close up. you. That's it. Where Bruce actually mentions that show they're sitting on the tour bus and he mentions that show being canceled. So anyway, he was, the, the girl crying in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the restaurant next to the who was crying and then she chased our limo to the airport. <laughs> Tommy, if I remember the the asylum show in St. Paul was like a blizzard that night. Yeah. Cuz I mm -hmm. I was I was going to college down in Mankato, so I drove from Mankato up to St. Paul, which is about an hour and a half drive. Yeah. And then drove home after the show and I remember in the middle of southern Minnesota across farm fields, it was literally white out. I'm just driving bare-fisted knuckles like oh, I, I, can't, I can't see the road. I can't see the sides. Mm -hmm. I can't see in front of me. It, it, it was just scary. But I was you were like, like the, you're like the uh, it's like you're the original road crew. <laughs> exactly. I didn't end up in the median, though. <laughs> I stayed on the road. <laughs> I wanted to show Bruce this picture. And I don't, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah. That guitar, that's the swirl guitar, but it kind of looks goofy because it has a red light above it, so you really it can't really see the colors in it. That is in hanging in a, in like a bar in Amsterdam. Um, huh? I went over to Amsterdam. It was Excalibur. Were I you think. Were, were you in working over there in Amsterdam? I'm uh, not in the red light district, but yeah, <laughs> I was working over there. He didn't like say that. that. See, he didn't he even say that. You home. went there. No, I knew where he was going. I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't working. See, that's he was hoping was somebody would go there, Tommy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I was not working in the red light district. <laughs> um, so, Tommy, you, um, you mentioned in passing, you got the Crazy Nights tour photos scanned in. Yep, man, I'll be sending those to you. But before I do that, I'm going to send you the dynasty photos. Okay, so we've got some more. I'm still coming looking up here. for the creatures. And um, again to go over the pictures, the photos. Huh? Can we have Bruce you, back on again. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, for the crazy. Yeah. When we do the Crazy Nights one, we'll do another show just like this with Crazy Nights tour photos. Okay. Um, homework. Oh, did you go to the asylum tour? What'd you think of it? Did you see the lightning bolts? Did they not have the lightning bolts? Um, you know, what, talk about the guitars. I think there was so much, there was just so much cool little minutia trivia here. There's so much to talk about. It's like, pick, pick a subject, we don't care. Yeah, just talk about Asylum. You know, what is what did, what was your impression? What did it mean to you? Good, bad, whatever. You know, I, I still say the album, the music, great. People judged it by the costumes and the album cover. I, I do remember when the album came out, fans were like, oh, this is a terrible album cover. What is this? It's so not Kiss-like. It was just like, listen to the damn music. This is one of the best Kiss albums they've done in years back in timeline then. 
But do you think that, I don't think anybody was judging the outfits back in 1985. You oh, know, I mean, I, I think, think there were. Uh, I mean, yes, yes, that was what was jeans. going. Maybe, maybe that, jeans a little bit. That was what was sort of starting to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Mark could attest to this. I mean, if you oh, were. I was, like, if you I, were that, I'll tell you right now, that I still went to the tour, still bought the record, but my mind was elsewhere. I didn't, I hated all that stuff. I, if you I were liked, a metal purist. That was not yeah, going to go. I mean, well. The outfits didn't bother me too. Jeans bothered me more than anybody's, but I mean, I, you could put Paul in any kind of oh, like, I think Paul looked, shirt. Paul looked great. Paul, I mean, Paul always looks great, but yeah. you know, let's also keep in mind during this era, Paul was run, basically running kiss. So when he's designing everything, he's designing it, I'm sure, to make him look good. And yeah, he's probably Gene, like, here, Gene, wear this really weird. Uh, yeah, Gene, you deal with it. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, one picture Tommy those... when, when he has like the shirt like off his shoulder. Oh, that that alt top he has on. Oh my God. Again, he looked like Maud. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. mm -mm. He did look like that was a. Mm, yeah. No, Gene should not wear. Any kind Even of... Miss Lisa was not turned on. No. They, I, I remember there's a photo, you can find this online, like backstage on the asylum tour. It was Gene in costume with his mom and with Shannon. And you look at the three of them and you go, which one's the, which one is the, is not the woman here? Because they all look <laughs> like women. <laughs> one thing it was Gene's puffy hair too. I mean, his hair was yeah. like. It was so, look, let's, let's. Cut the chin. It, it was so disingenuous. Gene didn't want to look like that. Oh no! It was no. just. But was but you know what? Bad. It's like putting a necklace on a pig, man. I kind of you know I I can't say this for a fact, but partially I want to believe it's his own fault because he kind of had checked out of the band at no, that no, no, time no, anyway. No, no, no. He was doing oh, yeah. movies. He wanted to be Hollywood. You know, if you cared, come back. He's a transvestite in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Never too young to die. That's the movie. Let me, let me tell you it that. It's a man good. like me to be a woman like me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tough era to. Yeah, uh, I you know I've said it many times on the show. I never stopped being a fan, but boy, they tried me for a couple of years. The 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 thing it was funny because I did not like Hot in the Shade, but that tour was so fucking good. It was like okay. Kisses starting to but they were at least starting to look better. I didn't I didn't like the album, but the tour was great and the band was starting to look better. They were just starting to look like a rock band naturally. Yeah, yeah, it didn't Hot in the Shade wasn't as forced. No. The, the other stuff was uh, Asylum's very forced. Yes. Very forced. And uh eh, like I said, it was, certainly wasn't my favorite era, but it's also, you know. Well, there's some good songs. I mean, I, I, I didn't, but you know, that's generally speaking. I, I just didn't like that whole sound of the era from, you know, you look, you, you go from, from shout at the devil to theater of pain. I'm just talking about the tones, you know, that listen to how different those records sound. And it's really the same thing in just a couple of years, you know, how removed they are from creatures of the night to, you know, the, the super sheen of uh of what came after you know even as an even in animal eyes i mean it didn't just a couple of years later so again you know um my favorite band but uh, you know 
Well, you but, know, but that's not, but that's not exclusive to Kiss. No, I, I was just, I was just going to say, go, go at look. Least their dips weren't like this. I mean, it kind of just. Go, go look like at Ozzy Osbourne, The Ultimate Sin. Yes, yeah. Yes. Which, which, if I'm somebody in in the background there, can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 35 years ago today it was released. All I know those, but see that record, yeah. that record still has some. I mean, that title, Ryan our ultimate it was yesterday, that title, not today. Forty-three oh, years ago, no, yesterday. No, just, just from a pure visual standpoint. Oh, go visual. Look, go, go look, go look for the music videos that Ozzy did for the Ultimate Sin, and you will go. Wait a second! Isn't that Kiss or is Kiss doing Ozzy? It was all the same designer, first of all, as we like share years ago. Well, the, the funniest thing about that tour I remember is uh, let's say one band where they oh Metallica opening open. for them. Yeah, I saw them a couple times open for Ozzy, and that was the Master of Puppets tour, and they just fucking it was like you know night and night day. And day. <laughs> That was Brian a, says it was an unbelievable tour. Yeah, it was. But again, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I was starting to gravitate to. The Metallicas and the Megadeths and the Metal Churches and Testaments. I, I was going that way with my dollars and my time. I mean, I loved that music a lot more. Um, Mark you know. kept his sequins and glitter for the bedroom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, you know, you guys talked about dates and anniversaries today. I had some really cool things happen to me. Uh, Keith LaRue got a hold of me today, and he's on uh, on on Kiss's socials. They're using my my uh, Creatures of the Night stuff for uh, talking about uh, you know the anniversary of the Cobo Hall, where I muttered for the first time 38 years ago today. No Peter, no Ace, no problem. Today, uh, 38 years ago, well, and it's still not a problem. It's not. Matter <laughs> fact, Brian, Brian said it was 33 years ago yesterday. But that oh, awesome. for the yeah. But anyway, so I, I got uh, so I got the uh, you know that was nice to see. Man, that well, and I'd like to take a, a well, and I'd like to take a quick second. Sorry, Mark, I didn't interrupt you. Just to throw this in there while I was thinking about it is is forget the haters. We won again. It's a statement about us as Kiss fans being able to instill in a band 40 some odd years after we first discovered them that's what that statement's about it's not about fans or us versus anyone else it's a statement about all of us collectively whether you're an asylum fan or you're a creatures fan or you're a rock and roll over fan it's all the same we won because our band is still here that's Isn't what it wonderful at the same time that you have all these different uh, eras that are all a little bit different, but you can all appreciate them all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have the seventies, you have the eighties, you have the nineties, you have, I don't think there's any other bands that you can go back and have all of these different eras to, you know, right. you know right. what I mean? You can listen to rock and roll over, which is one thing. And then you can go listen to crazy nights and it's completely different. And it's awesome. Or you can mm -hmm. go and listen to revenge, which is completely different. And it's still awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. Great point. Mark, what's your order then, from? Then uh, you can listen to Carnival of Souls and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure. Oh, I, I, uh, Sorry, I, Bruce, nothing personal, I, but. What is your order from Adam and Eve? Yeah. I, I, just, 
got I just got back from Florida and uh, oh yes, you look extra tan, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Well, actually, I'm gonna look really because I'm 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 leaving again Saturday. How many so. crabs did you kill? <laughs> oh man, I, I it was I tell you what, um, I did a I did a lot of damage down there. Um, and, and then how many did you eat in the restaurant? <laughs> it, 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 it was almost like the the old Simpsons joke. Went to an all-you-can-eat uh, seafood place, and then when they kicked us out, we went fishing. <laughs> uh, we went to Cooters with Mark, and this was my this was Cheryl's reaction. <laughs> he was just like a man on a mission. But what did you order from Adam and Eve there that you're going to open? Yeah, no, no, I, I was just because I know we're getting ready towards the end. No, I went. This was kind of a cool story. I was I got the this is that Black Sabbath Volume Four box set. And, um, Brian's anyway. gonna come in and join us. Come on. Up. So I I went there and I I bought one and uh, the guy's like, hey, because I just took the one off the shelf because I was gonna order it and I'm like, fuck, I'm here and I'll just I always leave a little extra room in my suitcase because I always go record shopping when I'm down there. So yeah. this thing's fucking huge. So I'm That's like, what she said, yes. So anyways. <laughs> This is how cool the, the guy knows me because you know I'm down in the Tampa area like every six to eight weeks. You know, yeah. So um, I'm down there and he's like, "Hey, you know, you're flying back." And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I still got one in the ship." He goes, "I got two more. I got the one to display, and then I got this is still in the shipping crate." So I'm like, "Sweet." So he gave me one that I put right into my luggage. So I was just that's when you saw us just trying to oh, straighten it out because as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna. Well, first I'm gonna eat. go upstairs and eat dinner, and then <laughs> of uh, course, hold on, the puck, puck drops in uh, sixty drops minutes in a, in a half an hour. So, uh, so wait, Brian, Brian has to share a picture really quick. Tommy, okay, Brian, hey, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. pictures were great, by the way. Um, but thank you, brother. You know, back in the day when I was fifteen, I had a disc camera. I used to sneak in out my pants and. Uh, you know, like at Yankee Stadium, the bleacher bums that are hanging out in right field. These are these are where the little guys used to sit. <laughs> nice. That, that's basically what closer. But that's what my photos would look like that I took back then. Like I said, it was just dumb I go, luck. Like a good luck, Brian. I go, thank God you got a good picture of the logo. <laughs> or, or something hey, be like nice it. To him. Good Lord. Be, nice be nice to him. <laughs> that was a great wow. uh, wasp opened up when I saw him. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, we had in, that's what we had in St. Paul too. Yeah, and uh, Ran Randy Randy had a broken leg or a broken ankle at our show. Oh wow! Play, he played the show sitting on a stool. Yep. Wow. I think that was the only time. No, I think I saw wasp one time after that on the Electric Circus tour, but I forget who. Was Did you see him with the Black Sabbath? When opening on the set, no, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Yeah, because Wasp, I think that was the. Oh no, that was the last Man tour. Matter of fact, that was the first time I ever saw Eric Singer play because he was drums at drummer at the time. Um, Glenn Hughes and I was so disappointed. I think that was one of the last shows. Glenn Hughes was terrible. I was only um, on the sauce, right? Yeah, well, he only played I think five gigs on that tour before they kicked him out. And Detroit was I mean, Detroit was second to last from that one, and I remember I was all excited because you know I was too young to see him when he was in Deep Purple, and I was like so fucking crazily excited to see that show. I, wah wah! And Anthrax was supposed to open, they canceled. Wasp 
who I loved, big fan. I don't I don't know who ran the sound for that fucking show. It was like it was all bass. It was just horrible. So they sucked. And and, and I'm a big Wasp fan, as we know. But that was a terrible gig. And then Sabbath, Glenn Hughes was like forgetting words and just it was just just wasn't good. And I just remember being like super bombed. You know what's amazing though? Glenn Hughes, I, I, I almost think those guys that were so messed up back in the day can almost preserve them. Like Glenn Hughes now could <laughs> sing like unbelievable, like better than he ever has. And he's like 70. He looks like he's 40. He does. Yeah, I, I actually um pickled him for 20 years. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's pickled. By the way, did you, did you get this, Brian? This is uh No, I've heard about it. I heard it's very good. Yeah, well, like I said, I haven't, I'm going to open it here in a little bit. And, uh, Are you going to take the cellophane on? Yeah, well, I do that on my vinyl, Lisa. Otherwise, I cannot listen. He doesn't do that for Kiss. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tommy's back. Look, it looks like a Hallmark card with his fireplace. He, he's he's, in, he's oh. in his bar. Ooh. Hey, Mark. I'm at my bar, too. Do you know anything about the diary of I'm wearing actually my. Die of a Madman shirt. Uh, Retro. Yes, I went to that tour. I went to that now, tour. Okay, have you seen the footage from Detroit of that? There's eight millimeter footage. Yes. It's not bad though. Um, it looks <laughs> like it could be cleaned up and look good. But do you have you ever seen any copies of that circulating up there or? Um, boy. Um, Mark, like, how do I answer this? <laughs> no, you know what? I, I have a friend of mine who I know has like a, a, a mint copy, and I don't bug him for it. You know, you should just because he's my just because he's my bud. And I'm All right, gonna... check bug him for it. <laughs> so no, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, Supposedly the Osbournes or either the Osbournes or Kathy Rose has a copy of it now. What somebody said on one of the Rhodes message boards, but his legacy is is weird. Um, they're very. Why don't they let Daisley fucking release the stuff he has? Yeah, they don't want to pay that's, him. Well, that's my whole point. We got to wait. I hate to say it. As soon as Sharon kicks, maybe Bob can you know do something. Bobby, Bob's got actual fucking writing demos, soundboard stuff from the studio. Which I don't want to get into it. it just yeah. that's a side conversation. I mean, this, 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 this is not a Black Sabbath Ozzy podcast, Mark. Yeah, yeah. See what oh, you guys did? Sure, you yeah. guys derailed it. We, we derailed, derailed a great trip. show and right into the ground. <laughs> hey, it keeps Mark around at least. You can never, you cannot, never have enough Ozzy or Black Sabbath. That's. Uh, that's a true statement there. Guys, hockey starts soon, and I want to eat my fucking tacos. All right, so everybody, you know you know what your homework is. You know where to go. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, follow us. Oh, hold on. Us. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing the beginning segment? Yes, Bye, we'll, we'll come back right, and I'll do be... the beginning. Yeah, like we like Mark, having Brian on. Look, you know. It's like Mark has never recorded this show before. He doesn't know how we do this. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like this is the first fucking time, and it's every week. Do I, do I got to put this back in the box? Yeah, so rewind. We get the beginning. Rewind. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm God, this is what I deal with we every speak. week. It's like having kids. Yeah. All right. Just follow us, subscribe, whatever. We'll see everybody next week. Another cool guest.
next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.